Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is July 27th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. I almost wasn't ready today because I started uh, texting a friend. We were we were uh, texting about college football because, you know, it's almost that time of year again. <laughs> you were giddy earlier when the poll was at the polls that yeah, came out right, and yeah, ready, so, for the, uh, ready for the year. Training camp uh, for the colleges gets underway August, I, I think right around August 3rd, 3rd, 4th, right in there. And you know, that's about next week. <laughs> that is next week. We've got Monday is July 31st and then we are into the August month. Yeah. Okay. So who do you like this year? Uh, I don't know. I, know. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. I know. You sound like who's my wife. Gonna, I want, who's winning? But Who I, do we want? I was watching a replay of a, a college football game. I don't know. It was like a couple weeks ago. And my wife said, uh, oh, uh, who's who's winning this season? And I'm like, the season hasn't started yet. It's I'm just watching a replay of the game. So, yeah. I'm going to go with the team with the most obscure mascot. Okay. Like, uh, uh, doesn't like UC Davis, aren't they like the banana yeah, slugs? Yeah, there, or there is like a that? banana slugs. I don't know if that is that UC Davis, but you're right. There is the <laughs> banana slugs. That might be, um, Santa, Santa Rosa. Okay. No, not Santa Rosa, Santa Cruz. Okay, you see Santa Cruz. You see Santa Cruz. That could be right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pull for the slugs. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's <laughs> a great That's, that's a great my mascot. kind of spirit animal. I'd like to see the, you know how you have the costumes? Uh, who's wearing, who's got the, what is that down <laughs> what there? What is that? He's a banana that's slug. That's a banana slug right there on the field. It's got, moving kind of slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and don't and don't pour any salt on the guy. Oh gosh! Well, was it wasn't it at Catholic University uh, last year that were the peacocks? They were yeah. the March Madness. Yeah. Or there is the Blue Jays too. Who were the Blue Jays? Somebody. I think one of them was it's, the Blue Jays. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, see, isn't Kansas like the Blue Jays? Are they the Blue Jays? I don't know. Yeah. I just remember there were peacocks in that March Madness yeah. last year, and I thought, now that would be a fun mascot. I would Prancing be. around <laughs> the, ma- so. the peacock costume. Anyway, <laughs> it's too early to talk college football. Okay, it is yes. too early. It's still Don't July. Started. It's a beautiful day out today. Already. I feel like I'm cutting and pasting all week long the weather report because it hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Sunny, 80. Sunny, 80. It's like you're living in San oh, Diego. Sunny, 80. It's, it is exactly yeah. like living in San Diego. So uh, your hometown, you grew up in right near San Diego. Mm-hmm. So what were the winters like in San Diego or near where where okay. you grew up? Well, where I so I grew up in Escondido, which is about 30 miles inland from downtown San Diego. Right. But San Diego, of course, remember, it's a sprawling area sure. for sure. So where I lived in San Diego, summers were always hotter than in downtown San Diego and winters were cooler oh, okay. than in downtown San Diego. At so, elevation? Yeah, uh, no. Not really, yeah. not really. Just kind of away from the coast a little bit. But when I say that, also keep in mind, I can remember a Christmas or two where we wore shorts. Yeah. 
I mean, when we say it's it's a little milder, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it's relative. Yeah, it's Southern California. Yeah, exactly. So, but but it it never like froze. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember. I Snow. mean, I think no, not where I lived, not ever. But there was occasions where you know, like there could be freezes at night. Yeah, some of the crops would be. You know, there was a big avocado area mm-hmm. where I lived, and so there would be yeah. you know concern about the uh, avocado crop. Because sure. of a freeze. Right. But uh, otherwise, though, mild. I mean, that's why I say up around here, you know, when it gets to be about 80 degrees, I'm ready to step out and, and enjoy the, the weather. Right. If it gets below 70, I'm like, ooh, it's cold. Aren't you guys cold? <laughs> no, not around here. Not for the natives. Did you guys go to the San Diego Zoo about once a week? No, oh, well, fortunately, you know, they had the wild animal park, which is associated with the San Diego yeah. Zoo. That was not far I've from where that. we live. San Pasqual Valley. Yeah, been there. It's a wonderful zoo. It, I mean, yeah. that is a that is a gem, yeah. I think, of oh, the Zoological Society. One of the, in the best United in the world. States. Yep, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, there's that. All right. Well, all right. I think I'm refocused now. Are you real yeah, focused? I, ready, I really want to go. go to the zoo now. Yeah. You know what's in San Diego, though? The Holiday Bowl. The Holiday Bowl. My That's dad right. and actually Scott's yeah. been to the Holiday yeah. Bowl before. Great I think bowl. he saw BYU. Maybe that could have been. Like could have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would have played in that for sure. So. Okay, well, there you go. All right. Well, there's your morning. Just that's just kind of a, a smorgasbord yes. of, of things that to was. talk about yeah. today. Because I got off on college football. What do you have today? Hey, the big news coming out of the Vatican: top prosecutors in Rome ready to send a cardinal to jail for mismanagement mm. of Vatican funds. I've got an right. update on that story. And uh, the feds, they boosted the interest rate <gasps> again. Uh, what? Yeah, so we'll tell you about that. Okay, well, we got a Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Thursday show yeah. ahead for you today. We're going to start things now with Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Not afraid of the valleys we let through In your love we are besieged We go from your heart to make the world new Not ashamed of your love that always stays true In your love we are besieged
That is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this beautiful Thursday morning. So coming up this fall, a big conference, right? That's right. The Healing the Whole Person. This is going to be an incredible event. It really is. So Voice of the Shepherd with our Archbishop Alexander Sample and Monsignor John Syak. They talk about that coming up after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. For more than 33 years, Mater Dei Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Mater Dei Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests. God's providence was so clear to me, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Day Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at materdayradio.com. 713 at Mater Dei Radio. Just a lovely day today. Sunny skies, high of 84 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 58. And then maybe see a few morning clouds tomorrow. But again, sunny afternoon, 84 degrees your high. Saturday, sunny 82. Currently, it is 60 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 61 degrees at St. Charles Church in Portland.
A wonderful event is coming up towards the end of this year, and the reservation and registration opens in just a few short weeks. Voice of the Shepherd, one of our popular shows here at Mater Dei Radio, Archbishop Sample is joined this week with Dina Marie. They have a special guest. Well, Monsignor Syak will be joining them. They're talking about healing the whole person. Here is just a small portion of this week's show. Well, let me just begin by saying that our association here in this local church in the Archdiocese of Portland with the John Paul II Healing Center is without a doubt in my mind a work of the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, this was actually nowhere on my radar, if you will, uh, until actually I began praying that surrender novena. And I don't know, the Holy Spirit just started moving and working in, in marvelous ways. And so I had heard of Dr. Bob Schuch's and the John Paul II Healing Center for years, actually. Many of our seminarians and priests that I've known have, have been through the program, but it was sort of one of those things out there that, yeah, it's one of those good things you know, going on in the church today, but I had no real personal involvement or, or experience with them. And it all began really when Dr. Bob Shooks reached out to me and asked if I would go on the first of these healing retreats for bishops. You know, these healing retreats and conferences have been done for seminarians, for priests, for lay people, but they had never done one for bishops, just bishops. And so I was part of the the varsity group, the first group of bishops to go on one of these healing retreats. And that began really my very close association with Dr. Bob Shooks and Sister Miriam and his team there at the John Paul II Healing Center. So then shortly after that, we brought Dr. Bob and Sister Miriam in to present to our priests at our priest convocation uh, later that year. It was extraordinary, really. I mean, I, I look back on that and how that all came to pass and... The Holy Spirit was all over it. Yeah, because it wasn't. It, I wasn't supposed to be able to be available to go on this retreat because it was just like a f- couple months out. And you know, Dr. Bob Shooks is so busy, and and I'm asking him if he'd come to our convocation in October because we had kind of messed up the schedule of, of speakers, and he was available. Well, that began this this long relationship, and uh, they have known many of our priests. Monsignor Syak here uh, went on on one of the uh, retreats for priests as well. And now they've come to us, actually, and they approached us about doing this Healing the Whole Person conference here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Uh, they also, since I can tell, I'm actually become very close uh, to Dr. Shooks, and he's convinced that, that this is meant to happen, that, that this is, a, again, a prompting of the Holy Spirit uh, for him and his team to come in now and, and expand this experience that many of us have had for, for more people. No, I, I think we we all have a sense of that. I think in Archbishop's prayer, you know, that Jesus came to heal us, you know, and, and most of all from sin and the effects of sin, which is the damage to our soul and our bodies. You know, that's that's where it all came from, ultimately. And one of the things I you know, spending a lot of time in in studies and mental health and theology and and, and that interface, oftentimes it's it's difficult to find like a pathway for people to be able to follow, to experience the healing of Jesus. Oftentimes you think, you think oh, it needs to be a therapeutic set, setting, or it just needs to be a prayer team, or I just need to spend some time in front of adoration, or I need to get take some meds, or whatever that might be. I, what I found in, in Dr. Bob's work is, is, a, is an excellent synthesis of good psychology and good spiritual uh, theology and 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 the and the church and the sacraments and the churches so he, he's he's made this nice integration and 
to be able to present to people in a way that that makes sense to them, even if you don't have a background in any of this. And 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 I I myself experienced the the benefit of of his approach. You know, and when I, I went on a, a retreat for priests back in January. I just go and go in with an open mind, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I've studied Ignatius' rules of discernment. I've done this work in in mental health and whatnot, and I was blown away. I'm mean, <laughs> like, I experienced uh, a deep healing in my soul uh, f- f- uh, from way back, and and how I had no idea how it was affecting me, and especially as a priest, and and to so that just that sold me, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think that, that Dr. Bob Schutz is onto something. And that is uh, that is that is a, a an excellent again integration of the spiritual life and good psychology. Uh, one of the things that maybe for our listeners is what good psychology does. It gives you tools to be able to access certain parts of yourself. But it's the Lord who heals us. Yeah. And and sometimes the Lord's healing hasn't got in there because we haven't been able to access that part of ourselves. And that's mm-hmm. where Doctor Bob's stuff gets in there. Uh, that I think that. It, it's it's practical and it, it speaks to people. I've had people in the parish. I took my par- my parish through Dr. Bob's book, Be Healed. We had about three hundred people go go through it, um, preaching on it, and then we had a retreat. and And even to this day, we do a monthly, maybe even quarterly, healing holy hours where we kind of revisit that that material in in the context of adoration, with confession and prayer teams and things like that. So, but people, the response was extraordinary. People are being healed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think getting back to the, that original question is, yeah, we're, we're we're very much used to the physical ailments, right? Those those remind us all the time. But are the ailments of the soul, right, of the psyche? Th- those are sometimes much more painful mm-hmm. and 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 much more difficult to try to deal with. And I think this is what the Lord wants to do in us, right? He and and I, I have. Uh, a saying that I that I use a lot is the Lord wants to heal anything in us that will prevent us from loving or or being loved and receiving love. He definitely if there's any part in your life that where where that's impeded in some way, Jesus Christ wants to heal that. Yeah, I, I just want to I want to pick up on that because I, I I think that what Monsignor has has expressed here is is really key to the whole thing. You know, Dr. Bob, in this approach, first of all, I, I think this is a ministry that is really, truly anointed by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Dr. Bob and his team uh, are really persons that have been specially anointed for this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think this is a, a, a movement, if you will, in the church that is for our time. It is for our time. And I think, you know, he speaks in, in the language of wounds mm-hmm. and the healing that we need from these wounds. And I think most of us are probably not as aware as we could and should be of, of the, the wounds that we carry about us in life. Uh, some of these wounds come from deep, deep early in our childhood. And, you know, I, this isn't about, uh, you know, just psychobabble. You know, mm-hmm. this, is, this is real stuff. Things that happen to us in our, in our development as young persons, uh, events that happen to us, sometimes traumatic events. Sometimes it's not traumatic events, but, but just experiences of how we grew up and experienced life as young, young people, or even later in life. But these leave wounds in us. And, and then out of those wounds, we, we act and we live. We live out of these lies that, that we believe about ourselves, that we believe about others, that we believe about the world around us. 
and it really impedes how we interact in the world. And I can tell you myself personally, as, as Monsignor said, my experience on this retreat, and that now that retreat is coming up on almost two years ago, and I am still reaping the fruit of that retreat in my own personal life. And the four bishops that were on this retreat, we still get together twice a month via Zoom with members of the team, including Dr. Bob, uh, to continue to go deeper in, into this healing that, that we've all been experiencing. So, I, I, But I think what Monsignor said about uh, Dr. Shooks has found this way to blend the, the best of, of good psychological practice mm-hmm. with very, very solid and sound Catholic spirituality and, and sacramental uh, mm-hmm. uh, life as well. And that is our Archbishop Alexander Sample and Monsignor John Syak. This was a clip from Monday's Voice of the Shepherd. You can hear that entire episode by going to our webpage, materdayradio.com. Just look up Voice of the Shepherd on the front page, and there you'll find the most recent episode. You're also going to have access to the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. This is a real exciting conference that is coming up. Registration opens in just a few weeks in August, and it looks to be such a wonderful event. Keep uh, tabs on things that are going on here at Mater Day Radio. You'll also be finding more information about the Healing the Whole Person on our webpage. Again, you can find that at Mater Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. The Beginnings of the Order of St. Francis. And after the Lord gave me some brothers, no one showed me what to do. But the Most High revealed to me that I was to live according to the manner of the Holy Gospel. And I had it written down in brief, simple words, and the Lord Pope confirmed it for me. And those who came to receive this life gave everything they had to the poor. They were happy with the one tunic patched inside and out, and with a cord and breeches. And we had no desire for anything else. A Testament of St. Francis. A Reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Marie Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. 
They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to your next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, another boost in the interest rates. We'll have the story for you in the news. And top prosecutors in Rome ready to send a cardinal to jail. I'll have that story for you in three minutes. This is Dave Moore now with Arise. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Dave Moore and Arise. 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The top public prosecutor for the Vatican on Wednesday asked the judge in Cardinal Angelo Betsy's financial malfeasance trial to serve the embattled prelate with seven years and three months in prison and to confiscate more than $15 million in connection with his alleged mismanagement of Holy See funds. Betsy has been charged with embezzlement, abuse of office, and several other allegations regarding a series of financial investments that prosecutors claim were meant to benefit his family at the expense of the Vatican. The trial is the culmination of more than two years of investigation by the Vatican into what happened in and around the Secretariat of State's 350 million euro purchase of an investment property in London between 2014 and 2018. The Vatican maintains that the deal was problematic and designed to defraud the Secretary of State of millions of euros. The defendants in the trial have been adamant their actions were above board and the Vatican authorities were in the know. Well, for the 11th time in 17 months, the Federal Reserve has raised its key interest rate, boosting the short-term rate from 5.1 to 5.3%. That's its highest level since 2001 and a continuing effort by the Feds to slow inflation. Though inflation has eased to its slowest pace in two years, Wednesday's hike reflects the concern of Fed officials that the economy is still growing too fast for inflation to fall back to their 2% target. In a statement, the Fed said the economy has been expanding at a moderate pace, a slight upgrade from its assessment in June. It's a sign that it sees the economy as slightly healthier than it was just last month. Key question swirling around the Fed is whether Wednesday's increase will be its last or whether it will hike again later this year. Year-over-year inflation in June was 3%, according to the government, down sharply from a peak of 9.1% in June 2022. Sad news to report, a deputy was shot multiple times Wednesday morning while serving an eviction notice in Tualatin, the Washington County Sheriff's Office said. He was taken to Legacy Emanuel Hospital and is in critical condition. The suspect barricaded themselves in an apartment after the shooting, resulting in a standoff. The sheriff's office said just after 1 p.m. that there was no further danger to the public. And in a news conference an hour later, WCSO detective Anel Sarek said Washington County SWAT officers found the suspect dead inside the apartment. The injured deputy was taken to Legacy Emanuel Hospital in North Portland via a life flight helicopter from the incident to the trauma center. Sheriff Pat Garrett spoke at a news conference which was held outside the hospital. He did not identify the injured deputy, but described him as compassionate, resilient, tenacious, and a complete professional. Now, this is pretty astonishing, but another heat record has potentially been broken. A buoy off South Florida has recorded ocean temperatures surpassing 100 degrees Fahrenheit, marking another milestone in the impacts of the climate crisis. A buoy in Manatee Bay, an area between South Florida and Key Largo, registered triple-digit temperatures over a roughly three-hour time span Monday night. 
NOAA data shows that the buoy registered a temperature of 100 degrees Fahrenheit flat at 5 p.m. Monday, peaking at 101.1 degrees Fahrenheit an hour later, and then remaining in between the two temperatures through 8 p.m. That temperature would have made the water as hot as a hot tub. According to U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, hot tubs set between 100 and 102 degrees Fahrenheit are considered safe for most people. Now, the buoy has not registered a temperature below 91.6 degrees Fahrenheit since that time on Monday. Can you imagine that? That is incredible to run across that kind of a hot spot. Now, they there is a lot, they say, that goes into figuring out temperatures because more shallow waters are going to be a warmer temperature. And is there something in the water? Was yeah. there debris or something that came in there? But that is... Uh, having to consistently that not, yeah, warm. For that long. It, it, I My first thought was, oh, that mo- buoy must be broken. That yeah. temperature can't possibly be right. But for eight hours... Hours it registered that. Yeah. So, yeah. Another is, concern was that it's killing the coral. The coral and the bleaching yeah. of it. Yeah. And uh, animals just, I mm. don't think, are designed to, at least no. off of Florida, to live in that kind of temperature. And again, that, you know, with the El Nino, the warming oceans as well. So, yeah, we'll see. After hours of debate and deliberation Tuesday evening, the Beaverton City Council approved to keep armed police officers in the district in a 5-2 to two vote. The vote approved a two-year contract. This contract will be between the City of Beaverton, the district, and other agencies as they will divide the cost for the armed officers. Council has announced a name change. School resource officers will now be referred to as youth services officers. This way they can work with youth year round and not just during the school year. The council also voted on youth services duties. Some of them consist of supervising after school activities, taking reports on drug, alcohol and harassment, patrolling the school responding to serious calls like an active shooter incident, and answering questions from students, staff, and parents, guardians who are attending safety meetings. And in sports, everyone expected a highly contested match, and that's exactly what it was as the United States and the Netherlands battled to a one-to-one draw in FIFA Women's World Cup action yesterday in New Zealand. The U.S. could have been looking at a loss, after falling behind one to nothing in the first half that was dominated by the Dutch women, fortunately for the Americans, team captain Lindsay Horan headed in the equalizer in the second half to prevent the U.S. from falling into second place in their group. Now, with the draw, neither team secured a spot in the knockout round with one group match remaining. Both the Americans and the Dutch sit atop the Group E standings with a win and a draw. But the U.S. has the edge for the lead with more goals scored. The United States plays Portugal in its group finale on Tuesday, while the Netherlands play Vietnam the same day. Watch the match. First half did not look good for the Americans. They looked slow, Mm -hmm. uh, out of sync, and the Netherlands just moved the ball around at will. It could have been two to nothing, and uh, but the Americans took it into the half down one zip. Then they came back and scored the uh, winner or the uh, draw with the header in the 62nd minute. And uh, it was interesting because Lindsay Horan, who scored the goal, right before that, she got fouled. Okay. And she was unhappy because oh. she got she got hit really hard and like in the knee. 
and it, it was, and she went down and she was down for a while. Then she got up and you could tell she was unhappy. She even went over to the Netherlands player and had words with yeah. her literally right after that. She scored the header. Oh, that, so uh, that must have felt pretty good for her. And it sparked the team. It, mm-hmm. they, they needed something to, to get, get going. And that did. And so they're fortunate to come away with the draw. Incense has been used in sacred worship for over 5,000 years. Long before Christian worship began burning fragrant aromas in liturgy, the Egyptians began using incense in a religious way during the 5th dynasty. Many Asiatic religions have used incense for hundreds, if not thousands of years. In Judaism, incense is mentioned in the book of Exodus, especially during the time of the tabernacle and all throughout the Old Testament. Since the beginning of Christian worship, the smoke of burning incense has been seen as prayers rising to heaven. This is an outward sign of an invisible reality. It is a sacramental like holy water. In fact, St. John says that the incense symbolizes the prayer of the saints in heaven. In fact, the golden bowl full of incense is the prayers of the saints in scripture, which is directed to the altar of God. So incense is produced from the resin of trees of various kinds. It can sometimes be mixed with other fragrant pieces of plants. For example, frankincense comes from the Boswellia tree. Incense should smell sweet or floral when burned. The resin or mixture is placed with a small spoon onto lit charcoal in a container called the thurible. Thurbles come in many shapes and sizes, but they are designed to have increased airflow and puff the smoke up into the air when used. In the Roman Missal, there are several times when incense should be used. Mm -hmm. First, at the entrance procession, at the beginning of Mass to incense the altar, at the procession and proclamation of the Gospel, at the offertory to incense the offerings, altar, priest, and people, and then at the elevation of the sacred host and chalice of the precious blood at the time of consecration. By utilizing incense, we are not only tapping into our tradition and patrimony, we are also giving glory to God. There was a, I, I want to say perhaps it was shown in the movie uh, The Way. Mm-hmm. I think the one, the one with uh, Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is an enormous incenser attached to the ceiling where they swing it by rope. Oh, right. Yeah, and I remember that. incense the entire building. Wow. Uh, that's quite a thoroughfare. Thousands is. of pounds. No doubt. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, there's still a little time left for you to join in Catholic Community Services of Lane County's Independence from Hunger campaign. The Independence from Hunger Drive benefits the CCS Springfield Service Center, which feeds individuals and families struggling with poverty in the Springfield area. Give $5 at a Springfield grocery outlet, and then you get a coupon for $5 off your next purchase of $25 or more. You can also donate non-perishable food items at Springfield Grocery Outlet, Eugene or Springfield CCS Centers, and St. Alice or St. Mary's 
Catholic Church. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. You know, I just got an email from our friends down there, Dylan, at uh, Catholic Community Services of Lane County. Really need your help on this they one. They do. Yeah. Okay, so, so this goes to help. the 31st. Yeah. So that's on Monday. So maybe this weekend, make an effort to uh, to participate. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to touch base with CYO Volleyball Cross Country, the fall sports getting ready to get started. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Sister Anne-Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.44 here at Monster Day Radio. I feel like, David, as I talked about at the top of the hour, just cut and paste the weather report for the last <laughs> yes. week. It has been beautiful, and we've got more of it ahead. More sunshine on the way. In fact, highs getting back to the low to mid-80s today. Overnight, we cool down to the upper 30s. Then tomorrow, we might wake up to a few more high clouds. No rain, or very, very mm-hmm. low chance of rain for Friday. And 84 degrees, and it looks like 84, 83, 84, all yeah. the way into next week. Might tick up a little bit early next week, so we'll keep an all eye right. on that. Watch for that. Currently 52 degrees at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. And it is 61 degrees at St. James Catholic Church in McMinnville. 
It's faith in action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, as we hit the mid-summer mark, preparations are underway for the fall sports season. Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization busy getting ready for its volleyball and basketball programs. Joining Monterey Radio this morning to give us an update on these exciting activities is CYO's Director of Volleyball and Basketball, Aaron Cahill. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Good morning, David. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? How's the summer going? The summer is wonderful. It's always a great time to kind of, you know, recruit from the last year and have some planning time for the upcoming season. It's a wonderful transition. Uh, it really is. So uh, is your family, are, your, are you coastal goers, head to the mountains, the high desert? What's your, what's your favorite or all of them? The beach. Yeah. We are beach goers. We love heading out to Salvi Island a lot, and yeah. we love heading to Seaside and Cannon Beach. It's a short drive from our house. So yeah, it, that's those wonderful. are our favorite. Yeah, we were over yeah. at uh, Pacific City uh, last weekend. It was beautiful. One of those days where it was just sunny skies, probably about 69, 70 degrees, and just a light breeze. Those are special days over there. They absolutely are, and it's fun because the day seems to go so fast, and I never want it to end. I know. It. <laughs> That's my happy place. That's awesome. Well, well, here we are, midsummer, as I mentioned, and I know you're busy. Uh, let's talk volleyball first. Uh, how many how many kids usually turn out for volleyball? The girls, I know it's a girls program in CYO. Uh, what's the turnout like? Yeah, we have several hundred kids signed up for volleyball, and it's it's a great time. It's grades three through eight. So some of those little third graders are just dying to get in there. Um, and it's wonderful. We've got a lot of clubs already open. Registration is in full, full blown. So definitely want to keep uh, letting everybody know that now is the time to sign up and make sure you get your spot on the team. Yeah, that's right. Registration underway. Again, go to cyocamphoward.org. You can register right there on the CYO website. Really easy to do. You know, speaking of volleyball, I know that uh, just when my daughters played, it was really good, particularly at the younger grades, a great developmental sport for everyone to play. And I've always liked volleyball for that reason. It really is a good way to, you know, learn coordination and those sorts of things. I, I would agree with that. And it's one of those things where it's it's good for an individual to learn certain skills, but it's also great as a team to learn the cooperation, the working together. And one of the things that I love about the way we do our volleyball program is we have multiple levels. So you're never in a situation where you are a beginning team playing against teams that have played together for years. You know, if you're an older grade, um, it's it's divided into multiple levels so everybody can play at their own skill level, feel successful, and just have fun while learning a new sport. So when do practices start? When does the season begin? Yeah, so registration's open now. Practices can start as early as Monday, August 14th. So that's just a couple weeks away. Um, we have our, our first challenge tournament is what we call it. It's, it kicks off the season on September 16th. And that basically is a tournament where everybody can come just get back on the court, you know, having a year off, having summer break. Sometimes it's good just to get out there and remember where the serving lines are, what our rotation looks like. Maybe try out a few new rotations if you're more an advanced team. Um, so that challenge tournament, again, is uh, Saturday, September 16th. Registration will open up for that for teams beginning of August and close on the first day of school right after Labor Day. So that's a great way to get back on the court and, and kick off the season with a really fun, non-competitive tournament. Nice. How, how many regular season games then do you play throughout the season? 
Yeah, so there's eight regular season games um, that will start the following weekend. And then um, we do have a mid-season tournament, which is kind of, you know, gives everyone an idea of what a tournament actually is. It's a kind of a pool play on Saturday with a single elimination on Sunday. And then we have our big spike tournament at the end of the season. So eight regular season games, three tournaments, just a lot of volleyball fun. Do you need any help with volunteers, officials? Uh, what, what are your needs for volleyball? Yeah, so all the clubs find their their coaches individually, but you can always, I mean, you can't ever turn away volunteers, right? Right, so you, yeah. you not only need them for coaching, but you need line judges. You need people to help keep score. And then um, if you have an, an interest in officiating, our officials page is up and ready to go. We're taking officials right now. We do have a couple trainings coming up, one in August, one in September for the officials. Um, you can be high school, you can be college, you can be a parent who just loves the sport, um, wanting to make a little extra money. So you just go to our website for that as well and click on um, the referee you know, officials page and it will talk you through step by step how to apply if you decide you'd like to go that route. Nice. And, and before we run out of time to hear again, speaking with Erin Cahill, she's the director of volleyball and basketball for the Portland area Catholic youth organization. Want to talk a little basketball quickly here. The hot shots. This is for the little kids. Uh, you play basketball during the fall season. We do. So we have a huge hot shots program in the winter season, but we love kicking it off in the fall season. There are lots of kids out there that maybe don't play another sport just trying to get an idea of what a sport is. And basketball is such a great way. It's super fun, super low-key. We don't keep score. We just get the kids out there for seven weeks of games playing against each other. That's for first and second graders, boys and girls together. Um, seven weeks of games with a tournament at the end. And it's just so great to get those little guys kicking off the school year, making friends, and getting on the court. Yeah, that's wonderful. And what are the dates of that? So that will kick off the same time as September 23rd, first regular season game, just like volleyball. They play seven games, and then we have a, a tournament on Saturday, November 18th to end the season. It, it sounds like you have a, a busy uh, few months ahead. Uh, it, it's already <laughs> kicked in. You know, it's great to see so many people so excited to get back into sports. You know, we want to enjoy our summer, but you got to look ahead, too, and make sure your kids are all set up for a fun season. Wonderful. And again, give folks uh, ways they can register if they want to volunteer. What's the best way to do that? So the best way is to go to the website, www.cyocamphoward.org. And if you know what club you're going to play with, there's a couple options. There's a sports option where you can go straight to volleyball or straight to hot shots. Or if you know that you're going to play with a particular club, you just go under the CYO clubs. And you go just like you're going to register to have your child play, you register yourself as a coach. And um, we would love to have as many volunteers. You know, our program relies a lot on volunteers. Right. We cannot do it without them. So the more the merrier, we would love to have anyone and everyone. And we will offer trainings for coaches as well. I have a couple of those set up. So if you really don't know how to coach and you don't know a lot about the sport, but you really want this experience with your child or, or a friend, I really encourage you to sign up and we will help you every step of the way. Uh, fantastic. Erin Cahill, she's the director of volleyball and basketball for the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization as they get ready for a busy fall ahead. Erin, great to talk with you. Thank you for all the information. Good luck with the seasons. Of course. Thank you. Hope to talk to you again soon. All right. God bless. Have a great one. Bye-bye.
It is 720, uh, 7.53 here yes. at Mater Day Radio. Wow, I can't believe we're already I gearing know, up I... for fall sports. It is such a wonderful program. Yeah. CYO, I've talked to so many people, even people whose children weren't able to go to the Catholic school, but were at a Catholic church yeah. in the community. They were able to join in on these teams too. So check with your local CYO program at your parish and see about getting your kids enrolled. Volunteer if you can too. Absolutely. Many hands make light work. And as I said, David, you and I both talk about it. The friends that we still have, our kids are long out of mm-hmm. uh, elementary Catholic school, but we're still friends with Lifelong. the parents. Lifelong friends, so really incredible. And you can find more information about CYO Sports on that interview. I'm going to add the link that you can get right to registration. Again, you'll find that link on the podcast at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBV in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene and streaming at materdayradio.com. We were made for God's beauty and love, but we so often settle for things that can never satisfy us. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. It's easy to get attached to what we call the good things in life, such as possessions and success. These participate in God's beauty and goodness, but are still a shadow of that true goodness and beauty which is our inheritance. In his rule, St. Benedict reminds us that when this happens, our priorities are probably not in the right order. We should use the good things of this life rightly and not seek in them a security or a satisfaction they can never give us. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. If we gradually detach ourselves from what culture calls the good things of life, we can attach ourselves more strongly to God's goodness and beauty, which never fail. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Brenda, you know what starts this weekend? What starts this weekend? The Street of Dreams. Oh, I love going to those. I know. We'll talk about that in the news. And the FBI hands over documents on the investigation of extremist Latin chat. And traditional Latin mass goers. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Jory with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint is St. Titus Bransma. 
St. Titus was born Anno Bransma in the year 1881 in the Netherlands. His parents ran a small dairy farm. They were devout and committed Catholics, which was odd because it was an extremely Calvinist area. With the exception of one sister, Anno's other three sisters and one brother all entered religious orders. From the age of 11, Anno was at a Franciscan-run minor seminary for boys, considering a priestly or religious vocation. He became a novitiate of the Carmelite Friars in 1898, where he took the name Titus in honor of his father's name. A year later, he professed his first vows. In 1905, he was ordained a priest. A few years later, he was awarded a doctorate of philosophy in Rome. He spent the next several years as a writer and teacher. In 1940, the Nazis invaded the Netherlands. Titus had been engaged in a long fight to stop the spread of Nazi propaganda in the press. By 1942, the Nazis saw that Titus was a threat. Titus began hand-delivering a letter from the Conference of Dutch Bishops to the editors of the newspapers to order them not to print Nazi documents. Titus had made it to 14 editors before being arrested by the Nazis. Titus was moved from prison camp to prison camp before finally being transferred to Dachau on the 19th of June. His health declined quickly and he was moved to the camp hospital. On July 26, 1942, a nurse administered a lethal injection to Titus as part of medical experimentation, and he died. Titus was beatified by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985. After a miracle was attributed to a relic of Titus, he was canonized a saint by Pope Francis on the 15th of May, 2022. Father Michael Driscoll was diagnosed with advanced stage 4 melanoma in 2004. Shortly after this diagnosis, someone gave him a piece of Titus's black suit. The priest applied it to his head each day. The priest went into surgery and had radiation treatment. He completely recovered. Doctors said that this recovery was scientifically inexplicable. The cancer was completely gone, a miracle. And that nurse that injected Titus with deadly poison, she later testified that she always kept vivid in her memory the face of that priest who she said had compassion on me. Lord, by the intercession of St. Titus, please bless us with an abundance of love and charity. Allow us the grace to have compassion for those who might wrong us or harm us. St. Titus Bransma, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. The FBI handed over to Congress on Tuesday internal documents relating to the Bureau's now-withdrawn leaked memo that recommended investigating devotees of the traditional Latin Mass. The leaked memo dated January 23rd, which originated from the Bureau's Richmond office, claims that radically or ethically motivated violent extremists will likely become more interested in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology within the next 12 to 24 months in the run-up to the next general election cycle.
The new documents were only made available to the House Judiciary Committee. The FBI has requested that the committee not disseminate the documents without consulting them first. When the memo described the targeting of Catholics was leaked in February, the U.S. bishops and many members of the Catholic community responded with outrage. The FBI gave the House Judiciary Committee the memo on March 23rd. However, it was redacted due to law enforcement sensitive information, such as information specific to ongoing criminal investigations, as well as a personally identifying information. A version of the memo with fewer redaction has been produced along with new documents. Well, one of Oregon's largest publicly traded firms is officially changing its name after over a century of doing business. 117-year-old Schnitzer Steel is being rebranded as Radius Recycling. Their announcement yesterday stated that the new name better reflects their role in the world of recycling and its broader metals business, not just steel. company says it's enjoying a boost thanks to a shift away from a carbon-powered economy and that electric cars and renewable energy technology both require more metals than the technologies they aim to replace. company was founded by Sam Schnitzer in 1906, and the next generation of Schnitzer's grew the company into a metal recycling empire. His descendants gave up their control of the company in 2010, selling off millions of shares. The company today has nearly 3,500 employees. After Boeing reported its fourth straight quarterly loss Wednesday, Chief Financial Officer Brian West indicated... Better times lie ahead. On a conference call with financial analysts, West said supply chain problems have been easing. The company is raising production rates on its two key commercial jets. At the Renton assembly plant, the 737 MAX is ramping up from 31 jets per month to 38. And in South Carolina, the rate on the 787 Dreamliner has ticked up from three jets per month to four. The max rate increase is the first step toward a target of 50 jets per month by late 2025 or early 2026. And in another sign of confidence in the supply chain and in market demand, West said Boeing now plans to resume production in Everett of the giant new 777X jetliner later this year rather than early next wow. year. I wonder how big that is. I don't know, yeah. but boy, between the 787 Dreamliner yes. and the 777X jetliner, I feel like they can get a lot of people around the world. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been on anything. I think the biggest airplane, maybe from one of these European trips, had like three seats. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, three seats. And then there was a row of like a center five right. or four, and then three more on the That's other side. the biggest one I've been, like three, four in the middle, then three on the other side. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Dreamliner. I want to go just because it's called the Dreamliner. I want to get on a 787. Well, speaking of dreams, mm-hmm. Northwest Naturals 48th Annual Street of Dreams Home Tour begins on Saturday with a location tucked into Sherwood's new Denali Summit Development The popular event running through August 20th features five luxury homes and five tiny homes to view. Now, one of the homes will be a remodeled 1990s dwelling with the walls left open to show upgrades in energy-efficient materials. 
Building experts will be on hand to daily to answer questions about improving insulation, windows, and indoor air temperature systems, some of which qualify for Energy Trust of Oregon cash incentives. People hoping to refresh their decor can walk through rooms styled by Portland-area interior designers. The latest looks range from, I love these terminologies, clean line, organic modern, to the soft curved sofas with rattan pieces reminiscent of the 1970s. I want to, I've been to Street of Dreams oh, yeah. homes before. I just want to just get a suitcase of all my clothes <laughs> and just like plop myself into those homes. They are not only are they immaculate, oh, they're beautifully yeah. decorated, and the finishes are just top-notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to go and get ideas, but then I never follow through because, well, you know, I live where I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. The thing about it, too, is, and as they mentioned in the story, is that it's interesting to see, like, the energy upgrades and sure. things that you can now get versus when, you know, we built our home. What do they have now? I mean, because everything has become so energy efficient that it would be nice to see all the different upgrades and things that you can do. Oh, uh, and just one more thing, getting back to our last story, we were talking about Boeing. I had a check with a good deacon. He said the biggest airplane I've ever been on is a 747. It is a 747. Okay. Excuse me, a 777. I don't think it was the 77X jetliner. Yeah. Not the new one. Okay. Well, (laughs) check it out. (laughs) Uh, In sports, been quite a year for Alex Fowler, star forward for the University of Portland women's basketball team, and now she has been nominated for the 2023 NCAA Woman of the Year Award. Fowler was nominated by the West Coast Conference along with San Diego volleyball player Gabby Blossom. The NCAA Woman of the Year program, established in 1991, honors the academic, athletic, and community achievements of graduating female college athletes across all three divisions. Fowler, from Townsville, Australia, finished her career as one of the best to ever play for the Pilots, including the program's all-time leading scorer. The NCAA Women of the Year Selection Committee will pick three finalists from each division, with the winner being announced during a luncheon at the NCAA convention. So congratulations to Alex Fowler. So what are the habits that men and women should do to live longer? All right, David, you yes, want to live longer? I do. Here's what you need to do. Researchers have found eight important ones. In fact, researchers who studied the lifestyles of 700,000 Americans found men who adopted all eight of these habits lived by the age of 40, lived 24 years longer than right. those who did not. Wow. And women who did so lived 21 years longer, according to their findings. That's quite uh, That's quite a lot. Yeah. Now, this will make sense, though. Eight things. Check these All off right. your list, David. Okay. Being physically active, being free from opioid addiction, mm. not smoking, yeah. managing stress, Having a good diet, not regularly binge drinking, have good sleep hygiene, Mm -hmm. and having positive social relationships. Nice. Get all of eight things in your life, and you're going to live longer. Now, while literally not one of those things is surprising to any individual who's even taken a single cursory glance at recommendations for how to improve health, 24 years does encapsulate the importance of basic 
well-researched habits. They were generally surprised by just how much could be gained with the adoption of one, two, three, or all eight lifestyle factors, said the author, Dr. Jane Wynn of the Department of Veteran Affairs in Illinois, Mm -hmm. emphasizing that exact point, saying our research findings suggest the earlier, the better. But even if you only make a small change in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, it is still beneficial. Now, low physical activity, opioid use, and smoking had the biggest impact yeah. on lifespan with around 30 to 45% higher uh, yeah. risks of death. Stress, binge drinking, poor diet, and poor sleep were associated with around a 20% increase of death. I can certainly see that, definitely. Yeah, It's incredible. The The sleep thing, I, I didn't put that much for overall healthy. Like, yeah, I know you feel sluggish when you're not sleeping well, but the correspondence between good sleep and good health mm-hmm. is now well documented. Well, and I think they said too, in looking at the research, that sleeping can have an effect on your heart and how you're, that's why sleep apnea they try to, you know, remedy that if you have sleep apnea because it has such a detrimental effect on your heart. All right. So I could certainly see that. And by the way, I had a good sleep score. I was going to say, what was your sleep score? You've been you've been telling good. me yeah. every day. I, now that I have that, it's like, hey, look at my sleep score today. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday from nine a.m. to five, and then Saturday from nine thirty to three can get out and do a little shopping at St. Mark's Parish Yard Sale happening in Eugene. Giant, David, giant Giant. parish-wide sale, including furniture, housewares, clothes, garden items, and more special pricing on the 29th from 2 to 3 o'clock. So be ready for that. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, you have pets. We did have pets, and I think a lot of people, you go walk around, a lot of people walking their dogs have pets. So you have an interesting interview coming up. That's right, David. Do all pets go to heaven? Okay. Deacon Justin has the answer. We'll find out after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Day Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. 
Madre Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at AllSourceCommunications.com. That's AllSourceCommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. No matter where your summer travels take you, Monterey Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live Liturgy of the Hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 814 at Day Radio. Lovely day today. Lovely day. Sunny skies, 84. Clear overnight tonight, low of 57. May see a few morning clouds tomorrow. Then sunshine, high of 83. And it's just beautiful right on through the weekend. All right. 60 degrees already at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. And 61 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem. Recently, the Grotto celebrated the love we have for our pets by offering a pet blessing. And many parishes around the Archdiocese for the Feast of St. Francis will also offer a similar blessing. So what is the role of our pets to us here on Earth? And will our pets see us someday in heaven? These are questions that we all have. I could think of no better person to join us this morning than to at least offer us some opinion as to whether or not our dogs go to heaven. Deacon Justin Echeverria is joining me this morning to tell us a little bit about why we love our pets so very much and why it's a good thing to have them blessed. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. It's great to be here. First, I'd love to ask you, Deacon, did you grow up with a lot of pets? Did you have cats or dogs or other sorts of animals in your life growing up that you had to take care of? Yeah, ever since I was basically a baby or a toddler, we I grew up with dogs. So there's pictures of me with, uh, at first I grew up with yellow labs. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were living in New York and then when we moved to Oregon when I was very little. And then a few years ago, we switched to uh, golden retrievers. So currently my, my parents have a golden retriever, a big, big uh, doofus named Murphy. We, we absolutely <laughs> love. <laughs> He's a good dog. We love our pets. We do. I, I mm-hmm. have a couple of pets uh, and I do feel affection towards them. I want them to be happy and satisfied and I don't want them to mess up my house. So I <laughs> brush them and we talk to them as companions. But I'll definitely say this as a mother. I know their right place in yeah. the family, especially when it comes to children. Mm-hmm. Th- th- there isn't a comparison for me, but for some people, especially if their pet or their dog or cat is the only companion that they have in their life, they can take up a 
a large portion of their companionship and the relationship. What's the right order? What's the right place that our pets should have in our lives? Well, they play an important role in our lives. I mean, I, I, I sort of go back just way back to the beginning to Genesis. I mean, we as human beings are made in the image and likeness of God. And God set us uh, as basically masters, as stewards, priests of creation in the very beginning uh, to take care of, of the wildlife, to take care of the environment, to take care of our animals, you know? So, you know, it's, it's horrific when you find people who are cruel to, uh-huh. you know, so people who like, you know, for example, have like dog fighting. It's like, oh, that's, that's, that is animal cruelty. You know, like you, you, you shouldn't be, do- that's not a steward of creation. You know, a companion, for example, one of my friends, he, he likes to hunt and he has a black lab with him to go retrieve. So there is that kind of that sort of a sort of a partnership. They're not equal, of course, because a human is a, you know, a rational being with a rational soul and, a, and an animal has sort of what you call an animal soul. Uh, but they, they have a dynamic relationship there. For example, the Labrador goes to retrieve, you know, for example, when they go duck hunting or something goes, goes to hunt the, uh, hunt the duck, uh, or, you know, uh, my mom has a, has a, you know, she has a garden in the backyard. She likes to take care of. That's great. That's steward. That's good stewardship of creation. Deacon Justin joining us today as we have just really a heartfelt discussion on the love that we feel for our pets. So let's talk about soul because you said human has a human soul and a dog or a pet has a an animal type of soul or spirit. So what does that mean? Because I believe that we know that our we have a soul that God gave us and that our soul goes to heaven. What do you mean by an animal soul? So basically... There's sort of a hierarchy, and this goes back even to the the early philosophers. Uh, I believe, I believe, and I could be mistaken here. I believe it was with Aristotle as well. But there's sort of a hierarchy of souls where you have the vegetative soul, for example, with with plant life, uh, the sensitive soul, which is what the animals have. So they have perception and locomotion. They can move and they can perceive things and, you know, they get hungry like we do. But then the, the, the human being has something very special made in the image and likeness of God, which is the rational soul, the rational soul. You know, we have a rational mind. We're able to think and calculate and, and ponder on the transcendent (laughs) fancy words. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have a connection with God, a very special connection made in the image and likeness and being able to know who he is that a dog could not necessarily do for sure oh for sure i love my dogs and digging yeah. as i was telling you i i have one very cute little cocker spaniel i love her very much but mm-hmm. she is definitely not smart at, <laughs> at all and she takes a lot of care in order to help her get things figured out sometimes so knowing their place Mm-hmm. on earth and kind of their hierarchy they they do have a certain level of understanding why would we bless them though if they don't have that rational soul that we do that we have this special place especially in the eyes of god why would we bless something like a dog yeah so we i mean it's we bless we don't baptize animals because only a human being can be baptized okay <laughs> so uh like you know for example i i i, I did a blessing of the animals for uh for my sister's dog and our our dog at home it was a very special you know very special uh a moment uh obviously i'm not 
and treating this dog like a human being. But even the prayers of these blessings give a good reminder for all of us of our place as human beings as that connection to the earth, to creation, to what God has given us a responsibility to take care of these creatures. Now, taking care of a human baby is different than taking care of a puppy. I mean, they're, you know, but uh, you still are given a responsibility, to, you know, by the by our Heavenly Father to to care and protect and to provide. And what do you say to somebody who goes, oh, you know, I ha- have this pet. This pet is everything to me. This is like one of my children. Mm-hmm. Is that okay to have a strong connection to your pet or is it always important to remind people like i know you have a strong connection but that dog or that cat is not the same as children yeah i i i would say you know i think it's wonderful that that this this creature means so much to you and that you you want to take care of it whatever dog cat you know there is that responsibility that that it brings but there is that very very um, significant distinction that it's not the same as a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to sound like a, you know, to dour on it, but, you know, you, th- you think of a, a dog, for example, you know, they don't live as long as a human baby would. Oh, you know, human yeah. beings live to be 70, 80, maybe 90 years old. Actually, I take communion to a woman who's a World War II veteran who's 103. Wow. <laughs> um, but, you know, like all the dogs that I've had, okay, some live to be 13 years old, some live to be seven. They, they, they come, they're in our lives. They have an impact on our lives, but they, they don't stay very long. That's for sure. You know, as, as if you gave birth to a a child and you watch them grow and see, you know, see them become who they're meant to be, a beloved child and beloved daughter or son of the almighty father. Deacon Justin, I love this conversation because it does remind me about dogs that I have now, dogs that I've had in the past that were like that, a part of my childhood growing up. And I almost feel like I am shaped and my compassion for things that I come across. I am shaped Mm -hmm. because of learning that compassion with the dogs that I had when I was a child and well, even learning sorrow when that well beloved pet passed away. And yeah. I want to talk more about this because especially I want to know if I'm going to see my little dog Tippy when I was growing up. <laughs> Is she going to be there in heaven? But I'm coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue this discussion in the next half hour? Sounds good to me. And it is 823 at Day Radio. Hey, one of the ways you can support Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu. All the information is right there. Quick and easy, likely tax deduction for you as well. Day Radio's vehicle donation program on the web at materdayradio.com or, of course, through the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. It's time to register for CYO Fall Sports. 
Youth in grades three through eight can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team play together with building their skill sets in volleyball, cross country, and swimming. Additionally, youth in first and second grade can sign up for Hot Shots Basketball. And we are hiring volleyball and basketball officials. Visit our website at cyocamphoward.org to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Your donation will enable all youth to participate regardless of socioeconomic status while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's cyocamphoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Dei Radio. It is 827 at Mater Dei Radio. Could it be 100-degree ocean water? We'll have the story for you in the news. And top prosecutors in Rome ready to set a cardinal to jail for mismanagement of Vatican funds. I'll have an update on that story for you coming up. Here is I Am They, Your Love Is Mine. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
I am they, and your love is mine. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, the top public prosecutor for the Vatican on Wednesday asked the judge in Cardinal Angelo Betsy's financial malfeasance trial to serve the embattled prelate with seven years and three months in prison and to confiscate more than $15 million in connection with his alleged mismanagement of Holy See funds. Betsy, who has been charged with embezzlement, abuse of office, and several other allegations regarding a series of financial investments that prosecutors claim were meant to benefit his family at the expense of the Vatican. The trial is the culmination of a more than two years of investigation by the Vatican into what happened in and around the Secretariat of State's 350 million euro purchase of an investment property in London between 2014 and 2018. The Vatican maintains that the deal was problematic and designed to defraud the Secretariat of State of millions of euros. The defendants in the trial have been adamant their actions were above board and that Vatican authorities were in the know. Well, for the 11th time in 17 months, the Federal Reserve has raised its key interest rate, boosting the short-term rate from 5.1 to 5.3 percent. That's its highest level since 2001 and a continuing effort by the Feds to slow inflation. Though inflation has eased to its slowest pace in two years, Wednesday's hike reflects the concern of Fed officials that the economy is still growing too fast for inflation to fall back to their 2 percent target. In a statement, the Fed said the economy has been expanding at a moderate pace. That's a slight upgrade from its assessment in June, and it's a sign that it sees the economy as slightly healthier than it was just last month. Now, a key question swirling around the Fed is whether Wednesday's increase will be its last or whether it will hike again later this year. Year-over-year inflation in June was 3%, according to the government. That's down sharply from a peak of 9.1%. In June of last year, a deputy was shot multiple times Wednesday morning while serving an eviction notice in Tualatin. The Washington County Sheriff's Office said he was taken to Legacy Emanuel Hospital and is in critical condition. The suspect, 
barricaded themselves in an apartment after the shooting, resulting in a standoff. The sheriff's office said just after 1 p.m., there was no further danger to the public. And in a news conference an hour later, Detective Anel Sarek said Washington County SWAT officers found the suspect dead inside the apartment. The injured deputy was taken to Legacy Emanuel Hospital in North Portland via a life flight helicopter from the incident to the trauma center. Sheriff Pat Garrett spoke at the news conference, which was held outside the hospital. He did not identify the injured deputy, but described him as compassionate, resilient, tenacious, and a complete professional. Well, this is pretty astonishing, but another heat record has potentially been broken. A buoy off South Florida has recorded ocean temperature surpassing 100 degrees Fahrenheit, making another milestone in the impacts of the climate crisis. A buoy in Manatee Bay, an area between South Florida and Key Largo, registered triple-digit temperatures over a roughly three-hour time span Monday night. NOAA data shows that the buoy registered a temperature of 100 degrees Fahrenheit at 5 p.m., peaking at 101 degrees Fahrenheit an hour later and then remaining in between the two temperatures through 8 p.m. That temperature would have made the water as hot as a hot tub. Can you oh, imagine that? I it, This boggles my mind. I know. Stepping into the ocean and it's like literally going into a hot tub. So the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission says a hot tub between 101 or 100 and 102 is safe to be in, yet it's a hot tub. So that's what it would have been like dipping in the ocean. Uh, it kind of maintained a temperature of right around 91 degrees uh, since that time on Monday that it hit the 100 mark. So who's to say? I, I mean, I hope there is more investigation on this, that researchers go out to this buoy and investigate everything that is going on around there. Was there something unique about that was going on? Was there debris yeah. or something near it that made for shallow temperature taking? I don't know. I, 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 I just, it boggles the mind. Yeah, what I wonder about, too, is, you know, you're coming into hurricane season, and when those hurricanes hit that warm water and exactly. what that does, and so how that all plays into it, I don't know. I That's it. Again, I, I want research to get out there. How big of a mass, if yeah. this is like a heat bubble or, or, or pool yeah. that's moving in a certain direction, is it relatively small? I think there's a lot more to find out about this, but... Of great concern, uh-huh. yeah, and we're and we're heading into a, a La Ni- or an El Nino, which is a warmer ocean current as well. So yeah, I don't know. After hours of debate and deliberation Tuesday evening, the Beaverton City Council approved to keep armed police officers in the district in a five to two vote. The vote approved a two year contract. This contract will be between the city of Beaverton, the district and other agencies as they will divide the cost for the armed officers. The council has announced a name change. School resource officers will now be referred to as youth services officers. This way they can work with youth year round and not just during the school year. The council also voted on youth services officers duties. Some of them consist of supervising after school activities, taking reports on drugs, alcohol and harassment, patrolling the school, responding to serious calls like an active shooter incident, and answering questions from student staff, parent guardians, attending safety meetings. 
And in sports, everyone expected a highly contested match, and that's exactly what it was as the United States and the Netherlands battled to a one-to-one draw in the FIFA Women's World Cup action yesterday in New Zealand. You know, I said yesterday in New Zealand. I was going to say last night because I watched it last night, but it was actually during the daytime in New Zealand and a day later. A day later. So it was daytime today, daytime Thursday would, right. when you watched it uh, last Wednesday night, night. Wednesday. Yeah, so it, it kind of you kind of got to wrap your mind around <laughs> uh, the time differences uh, down in New Zealand. Uh, the U.S. could have been looking at a loss after falling behind one to nothing in the first half that was dominated by the Dutch women. Fortunately for the Americans, team captain Lindsey Horan headed in the equalizer in the second half to prevent the U.S. from falling into second place in their group. So with the draw, neither team secured a spot in the knockout round with one group match remaining. Both the Americans and the Dutch sit atop the groupie standings with a win and a draw. But the U.S. has the edge for the lead with more goals scored. The United States plays Portugal in its group finale on Tuesday, while the Netherlands plays Vietnam the same day. So the bottom line is the U.S. needs a win against Portugal okay. or possibly a draw to ad- advance to the knockout round. But you want to get the win and, you know, make it easy on yourself. Absolutely. <clears throat> Incense has been used in sacred worship for over 5,000 years. Long before Christian worship began burning fragrant aromas in liturgy, the Egyptians began using incense in a religious way during the 5th dynasty between 2494 and 2345 B.C. Mm. So 2,000 yeah. years, 2,300 years before Christ. Many Asiatic religions have used incense for hundreds, if not thousands of years also. Since the beginning of Christian worship, the smoke of burning incense has been seen as prayers rising to the heavens. Now, incense is produced from a resin of trees of various kind. It can sometimes be mixed with other fragrant pieces of plants. For example, frankincense comes from the Boswellia tree. Incense should smell sweet or floral when burned. The resin or mixture is placed with a small soon into lit charcoal in a container called the thurible. Thurbles come in many shapes and sizes, but they are designed to have increased airflow and puff the smoke up into the air when used. In the Roman Missal, incense may be used at the entrance procession. At the beginning of the Mass to incense the altar, at the procession and proclamation of the gospel, at the offertory to incense the offerings, altar, priest, and congregation, and the elevation of the sacred host and chalice of precious blood at the time of consecration. By utilizing incense, we are not only tapping into our tradition and patrimony, we are also giving glory to God. The incense reminds us of Christ's true presence in so many ways in sacred liturgy and helps us refocus and draw back our attention to him. David, yesterday I watched the video that Abbot Jeremy had uh, narrated about Mount Angel Abbey. There is a scene in there where they are preparing the thurifer. They get themselves out a little, uh, looks like a little torch, and they fire it up, and they get that thurifer just Hot. Those charcoals are hot and they get incense moving up at the Abbey. That's great. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Now is the time to get on your calendar. August 4th at 7 o'clock p.m. is First Friday Devotions at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited for confession starting at 7 p.m. And a Dominican Rite Low Mass with devotions to the Sacred Heart starting at 7.30. You can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda will find out if your little doggie is going to go to heaven, right? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Is Tippy there? That's it. Right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's 843 at Mater Day Radio. Sunny skies today. We'll have a high of 84 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 57. Then sunny again on Friday, a few morning clouds with a high of 83. Currently 80, uh, 63 degrees. I was going to say, that'd be oh, really hot. Yeah. No, only 63 degrees. Real nice at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 61 degrees at St. Edward's Church in North Plains. And I'm back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. Deacon Justin is joining us today because we're having a really just kind of a heartfelt discussion on a gift from God that so many of us have or grew up with. And those are our pets. Deacon Justin is during, is in his pastoral year at Christ the King in Milwaukee, very soon to head back to his education in Rome. So mm-hmm. we're so pleased, Deacon Justin, to have you here with us during the summer. It's been a whole lot of fun talking with you. Thanks for staying with me. Of course. As a seminarian and as a, God willing, a future priest, is there rules about priests being able to have pets with them while they're ministering to people in the, the diocese? That's a good question. I I knew some priests who had pets growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, I remember uh, I was part of a Catholic group because the the university I went to, Seattle Pacific, uh, Christian school wasn't Catholic, but we uh, were part of a Catholic cadre. And one of the Dominican priests from Blessed Sacrament near UW would come, and sometimes he'd bring his dog Holly, very sweet dog. Uh, so it it is very much possible. However. Mm-hmm. I, I will say just in my experience of active ministry, uh, it's more an, uh, maybe the exception than the rule insofar as 
it's it's hard i think sometimes to have a, a pet when you're in active ministry because they they do i mean they they do take up a lot of a lot of time and you got to make sure you know you feed the animal and and walk it depending what animal uh take care of it as what while you're also uh taking care uh, to the of the people of god uh so it's definitely if a priest is thinking about having a, a pet just think about it you know just make sure <laughs> reflect and you know would this be something that's feasible in your parish you know in your parish ministry or maybe it'd be easier to have one when you're a retired priest just depends okay it just depends or perhaps maybe uh, just knowing how much care a dog is having to mm-hmm. walk them regularly and and mm-hmm. make sure they're they're active versus something like an maybe a very independent cat uh, who who is appreciative of making sure you leave their food out for them, but otherwise <laughs> don't really notice if you're there or not. There could be some, I guess, yeah, as you said, some considerations. Yeah, as, I, I think for for my personal take on it is, you know, with any major decisions, even something like that, will it get in the way of ministering to the people of God? Because a priest is... Uh, you know, a priest is not a bachelor. He's a he's a husband and father, and he 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 devotes his life to God's children. So, just anything that would get in the way, you know, as an obstacle or a potential obstacle, that should be something to really reflect and ponder on. Is this a good idea now? Maybe later? Maybe not at all? Who knows? Oh, you for know. sure, Deacon Justin. So, but there are priests, and and you, as a youngster, had animals. I've mm-hmm. always grown up with dogs, and I've loved them and very much, and even shed tears when they've died, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes having to make that tough decision to care for them in such a way yeah. to help them with that passing. Mm-hmm. So we have a relationship. I think that is a relationship. Mm-hmm. So that relationship, does it carry to heaven? Meaning that God has given us all these beautiful things in creation that includes you know, everything that we see and the relationships that we have with pets and the connection that we have with them. What does that mean then for us in heaven? I mean, if he would give us such a great gift here on earth, wouldn't that gift be available for us in heaven? What do we know about pets and animals in heaven? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a big topic because people do want to know. And as you said, you know, many of us did have some sort of creature, some animal in our in our lives who made an impact on us. You know, I I was devastated when I was a very when I was very little and and Clyde, my yellow lab, he I I remember going to school, came home, he wasn't there. My mom told me, Clyde's Clyde's not here anymore. And I remember she sat by me on my bed and I was crying and it was you know, I was I was a little kid. Uh, because they do make a make an impact, but me being you know I just I like to go to the sources. You know what is what does the Catechism of the Catholic Church say? And also this is also from Catholic Answers, which is also a very great resource mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to know some of these bigger questions. But we got to start with what is what is heaven as defined by the Catechism of the Catholic Church? And what they say, what the what the Church teaches is it's a state of supreme definitive happiness. That involves a perfect communion of life and love with the Trinity, with the Virgin Mary, the angels, and all the blessed. So we, and we understand what's called the beatific vision, so that when a human being dies, that what we are called to to be, you know, is to be in that presence of God, to just to just be 
behold him in his glorified state to know you know this is the this is the next step this is not you know this this life here is not not the end now according to catholic answers they say that the definitive state of human happiness and communion of life and love assumes presumes the powers of love and rational knowledge okay rational that's what we as human beings have the capability which animals do not have therefore this is again from the from catholic answers no non-human animal would be able to experience heaven as defined. Now, I do want to say, okay, if, you know, my dog Ruby or Clyde, these are some of the names we, we had growing up. If they're not at the beatific vision with us, is my dog in hell? No, no. <laughs> I want to just clear that. No. But also, let's, let's think about, you know, when we're doing research, let's look at the evidence. Because we're also getting into, this is getting more into speculative theology. Right. You know, what is it going to look like with animals? Because we do hear about in scripture, in First Peter and in the book of Revelation of, you know, new heaven and a new earth and imagery of animals. The wolf will lie down with the lamb, you know. So will these animals exist in this new earth, this new creation? There are people on, I don't want to just say two sides. There are people on many sides. I got into a discussion with this in the seminary last year. You know, there are people who say, sure, why couldn't there be animals in this new creation? Mm -hmm. And there are some people who say, absolutely not. One of my good friends and I, we were talking about it and we came to the conclusion, quote unquote, conclusion that, you know, we'll be in the beatific vision to we won't need anything else because we'll be in full communion with God. We, he'll be there. But with animals, we don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll never know. Who knows? It's, it's, it, and some people, again, may not like this answer that I'm giving. It's like, oh, no, give something more definitive. Well, okay, but, but we're delving into very speculative waters. So it's, well, we'll hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens when we get there. Oh, I love that so much. It's a wonderful conversation. Just all of these things come to mind. I would often think about questions or things that I didn't understand here on earth or just unusual things that we never were able to resolve on earth. I think, oh, in heaven, we'll know all the answers to all those questions that we ever had. And then I think, oh, but probably once I'm before God. I won't even care anymore what those answers are. And Possibly. perhaps that's the same thing with our pets while they might be there. Well, looking at, to have the ability to peer upon God. Well, that's probably going to be the only thing that we ever want to do again. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I know one of my, you know, for example, my, my brother, Derek, I, I remember visiting his, his, uh, his apartment in Dallas, Texas. And uh, thanks again for a great weekend, Derek, back in January. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> But, you know, for example, we had a we had a dog named Ruby who who died. And I remember my my brother loved that dog. He was he was very uh, close with her. Like whenever they uh, he'd come home for for break, he'd play with her. And it it, it, it definitely hit him. And, and uh, you know, he had a he had just someone I think is it might have been his girlfriend. Somebody made a little picture um, of Ruby, her playing in the snow for that he has in the corner of his apartment. So, you know, 
never, you know, to downplay, you know, these creatures, they, they do have an impact on us. I appreciate your time today. Just being able to talk and think about our beloved pets. And you're right, the gift that they are from God mm -hmm. and the joy they bring us for sure. It makes that time that we're spending here on earth as we're trying to get back to our Lord all the more sweeter. Deacon Justin, Absolutely. thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. And it is 8.53 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to download that free Hail Mary media app. Just loaded with wonderful information. You can get access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders, listen to podcasts, and just so much more. It is Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. You can find out all the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. Sunny skies today, high of 84 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, low of 57. And then maybe a few morning clouds for Friday, then sunshine, 83, 82 Saturday, 80 on Sunday. So just a beautiful weekend ahead. Currently 63 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Blanca with Echo. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Blanca and Echo. It is 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. It's going to wrap it up for a Thursday on The Morning Blend. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you believe it? When we come back tomorrow, Friday, it will be the last Friday of July. Just like that. Oh, just like that. we got to make the most of this week. And I know. The summer is slipping away. Oh, no, so. don't say that. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you say that tomorrow. Okay, it's it's still it's still plenty of summer left. But still I know plenty. what you're saying. We we're talking CYO fall sports, so <laughs> I know what you're saying. But it is going to be a beautiful day today, so get out and enjoy it. And that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. We hope you have a very blessed day.